G'day teabaggers, I'm recording this uh, intro from my completely empty uh, new apartment in LA. Um, I have a bed and a fridge full of booze and absolutely no other furniture, um, so hopefully I'll have some in the next couple of weeks, but um, I just wanted to say before I get to today's episode, which is a chat I recorded with Sam Mack when I was back in Australia for a few days uh, last week, that um, I have some gigs coming up. I'm in Cleveland uh, tomorrow at Hilarities, so if you know anyone in Cleveland or if you are listening somewhere near Cleveland, come along and see the show. After that, I'm doing set list uh, at Flappers Comedy Club on December 20 and 21st in LA. Um, from December 27, I'm in Denver at Comedy Works for a whole week, including three shows on New Year's Eve. Uh, I think on January 8th, I'll be at Meltdown. Uh, it's an amazing gig in LA if you've ever uh, been to that one. Uh, it's uh, at Meltdown Comics. It's a really absolutely cool gig. I went and saw uh, Kurt Sutter, uh, who is the sort of, you know, creator of Sons of Anarchy, do a speech in that same room the other day. Anyway, I'll talk about that on another episode. Sorry, I've had a few beers. It's late at night. I'm going to post this. I have a few beers and then I get creative in this empty space that has nothing else to do. Uh, on January 10, I'm doing set list at UCB. January 11, I'm doing prompter at the Riot Comedy Festival. Um, January 18, I'm back in Santa Barbara doing set list. Uh, between February 7 to 9, I'll be at San Francisco Sketch Fest uh, doing a solo show, but also doing prompter and set list down there as well. And uh, most importantly, my Australian Willuminati tour. I can't even say the name of that show. I keep saying Will Luminati. Will Luminati. My Will Luminati tour is on sale in Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne and Sydney. Um, I'm only doing a couple of shows at the Sydney Comedy Festival and uh, I know that they're already selling really well. So particularly if you want to come and see the show in Sydney, I will get in quick for that one. But um, if you want to get a ticket for your, your Christmas present or something, then uh, it's on sale in all those cities. Or if you just want one of the cheap nights, uh, tight-ass Tuesdays or cheap preview nights if you can't afford the yeah, the full price on the weekends, uh, get in quick for those ones. So I just wanted to let you know about that. All the details of all those gigs are at willanderson.com.au. Uh, the other thing I want to mention was that I'm going to load this episode with Sam Mack and then uh, immediately afterwards I'll load a bonus episode uh, which is a thing called Black Thunderbelly which is a, uh, in, a, a just a bizarre commercial radio parody serial that Sam and I uh, came up with when we were working together at commercial radio a few years ago. Uh, it's completely ridiculous. I'm not sure that legally I'm allowed to put it up. So what I'm basically saying is download it before the lawyers tell me that I have to take it down. Uh, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be nice about it. But uh, anyway, so I hope you enjoy this episode with Sam and um, I hope you enjoy the uh, bonus episode of Black Thunder Belly. And um, I'll do a new episode soon. So um, I'll talk to you guys later. Cheers. The following episode of FOFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson and our guest Charlie Clawson, I think on the first episode that's going to be well recorded... <laughs> Or at least by TOEFOP standards, is Sam Mack. Hello, Sam Mack. Hello, Will. Thank you for having me back on. I'm now feeling nostalgia for the old distorted episodes. What's I happened? mean, that, yeah, this is kind of like uh, us You've going... Sold out. It's like us going acoustic. <laughs> it's like Metallica putting out an acoustic album. People can understand it. Yeah, it's just uh, not the same. No, and we're sitting in uh, leather armchairs mm. as well. It's, it's very Ron Burgundy. It is, isn't it? It is a little bit. Uh, these leather arm 
armchairs. Uh, I talk about this on another podcast, but these leather armchairs uh, are the best sign that I live in a good neighbourhood <laughs> because these were hard rubbish. <laughs> oh, really? Somebody threw out two perfectly good, beautiful leather armchairs. This is the most expensive thing I've ever seen, let alone sat on. It like, may I'm well be. Impressed. It may well be the most expensive thing in my house, <laughs> and I found it on the street. <laughs> I assume it was hard rubbish. I assume they weren't just moving. Yeah. <laughs> and I was quick, but I put it in the back of the hire car, so here we are. Mm. So it feels good now. It does. Uh, so, um, and Ramona's on lap. I should uh, mention that because uh, Ramona's currently on the, the new Tofop uh, T-shirts. Oh, congratulations, Ramona. <laughs> yes. Uh, a picture of Ramona drawn by James Fosdyke with uh, the um, caption, world's worst co-host. <laughs> and and so she's pretty famous now. I, you may still be able to buy some of those T-shirts by the time this comes out i have n- we were trying to do a last time because we just i only wanted to be limited edition the t-shirts right yeah. i don't want to like i just want to put out some and then like a few months later put out some more yeah. and you know i think it's more fun that way you can be more creative with it well so yeah we put out a limited edition the first time but they all went in like you know the first hour or whatever wow. and people got mad they were like well we didn't get an opportunity to get one and i'm like well that is kind of what limited edition well, means <laughs> that's yeah that's very different from the problem i had when um back in adelaide i had a, a hit community tv show called sam max single bed uh by hit i mean it made it to air right and um I thought, yeah, let's let's make some promotional T-shirts. Yeah. We had 200 printed, <laughs> which was, in retrospect, Optimistic. a little ambitious. Yeah, we and I've got the numbers of this. We sold 22, right? right. So I had 178 Samac single bed T-shirts in my one bedroom apartment in boxes in North Adelaide. So it means that now, like my parents, grandparents, just local kids in the suburbs, you know, the surrounding houses are wearing these shirts to this day. Like I've been back only a couple of years ago. They're still getting a good run out of them. I, I love the fact that see what you should have done if you were like doing pretty well with the ladies at that stage, it would have been great. <laughs> to like, Already your premise is flawed. Because <laughs> I mean, it kind of works, you know, like Sam Mack single bed. Like it's like, you know, uh, I had sex with Sam Mack and all I got was this lousy t shirt, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would have taken me up to 23 t shirts out the door. <laughs> I do like the idea of um, – because quite often I'll get a lot of, um, you know, promo T-shirts from – Shows that so like say for Gruen or whatever. Every, yeah, time we, yeah. every time we do a new Gruen thing, they, they put out a new Gruen T-shirt, yeah. and of course, yeah, people give me like, yeah, I'll get like two, three, or four of these T-shirts, and I'm like. Why the fuck are you giving me these T-shirts? <laughs> of all people, I am the one person who has no use for these T-shirts. But do you ever find like, you know, you've had an issue, you've had maybe 10 days you've been away, you haven't done any washing and there it is just sitting there. The only option that's clean is a Gruen T-shirt. Will you willingly wear one around the house? I will wear a Tofot one. Oh, okay. I'll wear a Tofot one down the street. <laughs> yeah. Because I assume no one's heard of it. <laughs> so, But yeah, no, I, I've never worn a Gruen one out of the house. I have a pair of Gruen Ugg boots that they, uh, they got specially made for me that have the Gruen logo in the back of them. <laughs> they have been worn down the street. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like it's not like I can give them away even as presents because it's not like oh, well, Merry Christmas everyone. For them. <laughs> yeah, he's a Gruen T-shirt. Um, so what happens is I always like give them to you know to charity, and I always think yeah. like at some stage I'm going to walk past a homeless person in a Gruen T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so we went with 100 the first time. They sold out. People thought that was a problematic way of doing it, particularly because we have people who listen all around the world and with different time zones. People thought, wouldn't it be good if there was a bit more of an opportunity for us to get in? Yeah. So I took that advice on board, Sam, because okay. I'm nothing if grateful for st- feedback. Yeah, sure. I'm not at all. <laughs> you if I hate feedback. Hate it, I, hate I remember it. you refusing to ever have an air check when we worked together at Triple M. An air check is when they sit you down and tell you what was good and or bad about the show, generally the latter. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, that was one of the great things about working with you because of your strict no air check policy. It meant that I didn't have to sit in those meetings. Thank you. Absolutely. Like they can tell me what they think is wrong with the show, but they're wrong. So well, the other way to deal with it is just to axe them. Just right. ax the shows. Don't bother with air checks. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, anyway, they came crawling back this year. So anyway, I shouldn't talk about that. It's impolite. Uh, <laughs> And, and plus, I want them on a good graces because well, well, let's mention this and we'll get back to the because you want to join the Triple M music jury. Uh, what it is? You want more Santana through your workday? <laughs> what is it, Will? Uh, because we are going to put up uh, a thing that we made when we were at Triple M oh, uh, yes. that we've talked about before, Black Thunderbelly. I never thought about the copyright um, or the oh, intellectual I think, property. I think I think it's best we don't. 
I think it's best we don't open that can of worms. And I, I think it's best when I put up this bonus episode that people listen to it as quickly as they can because I'm not sure that we have the right to play any of the music or anything that's in it either. But basically, this is the satire of Triple M that we made while and put on air at Triple M in a very Charlie Kaufman meta <laughs> down the rabbit hole way we thought. Um, it was a, like a 20-ish part series. Yeah. Basically, we've talked about this before, but uh, it was on the distorted episode, so people might actually <laughs> like to hear this version of it, which is they tell you in radio that your sketches should only be like 30 or 60 seconds yeah. maximum because mm-hmm. people are tuning in and out. They're not concentrating. So every day we would do like two and a half, three minutes, sometimes up to four minutes of this sketch that you had to have heard the day before us to understand. And it was all Can't believe about, we got sacked. Yeah, it was all about radio. Basically, it was about everyone in Australia, at least, would be familiar with the Black Thunders. And I'm yep. sure even people overseas, you know, the promotional vehicles that radio stations have. And we just had this idea of uh, one guy who started as a Black Thunder driver and, you know, climbed his way through the ranks to, to make a bit of a radio superstar of his career. It all came about, as most of the good ideas that we worked on did, from a wordplay. Yeah. Because Underbelly was yep. a big show in It was Australia. the biggest show yeah. at the time. If you've not seen the first season of Underbelly, you should, anywhere in the world, it's a fantastic it crime drama. It's one of the best things Australian TV have done. Yeah. And then they've released nine... Other versions of it that have got yeah. progressively and progressively worse. Yeah. And they're Imagine running out it of as titles. Australia saw. <laughs> well, I th- I've heard the new Underbelly because they're doing one about Tony Mockbell. Oh, and yeah. um, they're not going to call it Underbelly. They're not going to use Underbelly in the in the title. So what are they going to call it? Just Mockbell or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to call it, but I know because Andrew Rule, who's written a book about Tony mm-hmm. Mockbell, he's called his book Mockbelly. Oh, and uh, nice. so he thought they could use that, but anyway, they're yeah. Not going well, to. anyway, so, so it came from the wordplay. The show was called Underbelly. We created Black Thunder. Black Thunder Belly. It was initially just going to be one a one off sketch, yeah, and then. <laughs> We enjoyed it. We didn't get any feedback from listeners or None. management, clearly, because there was None. no air checks. We enjoyed it so much, and we said, hey, let's bring this back tomorrow right. and the next day and for the next couple of months. Can you imagine if we had air checks? <laughs> they would have only heard one. You're going to hear what happens in radio if you don't get feedback or take it on board. Uh, so we're going to put it up, and uh, hopefully, uh, as I was saying, you know, I do some free work for the good people at Triple M still. Yeah. They should turn a blind eye. Hopefully. And we'll, we'll have a little gentleman's agreement about that. You that just was reminded nice. me of some of the other stuff we did while we were working with Limo, uh, Will and Limo on Triple M, and um, and thankfully with none of this stuff was air checked. But we had uh, one day which was which food makes the loudest sound in cinema. That, that didn't, was that one day, or did we stretch that over a week? Oh, that sounds like a month. That's an arc. That's what we call an arc. <laughs> one of the other favourites of mine was um, towards the end of when we knew the show was was yep. finishing up. Um, we said, I think one of you guys was interstate for some reason. We said, well, why don't we literally phone? No, the show no, in? I know what exactly what yeah, that how did was. that come about again? Because we by then it had been announced that we weren't coming back, and oh, yes. and someone wrote in the paper that sometimes when radio shows knew they weren't yeah. coming back, <laughs> yes. that the performers started to phone it in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I thought, fuck it. Let's literally phone in an entire show. And you guys were, I think, in Brisbane or something. The cricket was on. I I was was back in in the studio. You were in the studio. Oh, yeah. I was walking through Brisbane. I walked through the city of Brisbane for two hours. (laughs) You did the whole show whilst you you did your live OB with a mobile phone. Walking through Sydney. Limo was at Bondo Beach with his feet in the water. (laughs) (laughs) And it was... I really enjoyed it. I don't don't know if the listeners did, but... (laughs) We had guests... Come into the studio. <laughs> yes, the major insult, wasn't it? Um, and uh, oh. uh, the other one I, I was uh, thinking about um, uh, was oh, this. This was my absolute favourite moment, which was mm. I was talking about. I had a lettuce dryer. You know, one of those lettuce spinners. Yeah. And yeah. I and the bash the top of, and it dries the lettuce. And I was talking about how much I enjoyed this. And Limo got really angry about the fact that, like, you did. It was a useless bit of you know technology. And I was like, no, no, no. No, you've never had a salad at home until you've dried your lettuce with one of these lettuce spinners. And Limo's like, you can just dry it naturally. And I said, no, the spinner does it more quickly. And Limo's like, there is no way that it dries it more quickly. And I said, it tastes better. And we went, okay, well, you know what? We are going to uh, dry lettuce yeah. live on radio. I remember that. And then get lettuce experts <laughs> to judge the lettuce. To see we, who was the best. We created lettuce. the Triple M lettuce jury, which right. was unprecedented. No one had ever done that before. We World got first. 
<laughs> we got the lettuce. We decided there was only there was two types of lettuce experts. Yeah. Uh, one who knows lettuce better than <laughs> a rabbit. So we got a rabbit into the studio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then the other one was a model from Australia's Next Top Model. <laughs> and I think we also had a snappy theme song that was Let Us Entertain You. Oh, yeah, it was. And I remember my favourite moment was <laughs> that we're doing this segment and we've come back from the break and Limo said, if you've just tuned in, we're drying lettuce. <laughs> yes. Now... I, I've had to say those words have never, ever been said before or since on radio. Absolutely not. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of that experiment. So, um, I, so I decided to get this um, merch. And so, we put out the 100 the first time, the everybody, everyone relaxed t-shirts. Yes. Then, this time, I thought, you know what, 150. I still want to be limited, but I want people to have, like, there seemed to be too many complaints last time. We'll yeah. keep it to 150. That's, yeah, that's okay. a good number. Okay. So... Uh, and it turned out last time because I've been at Pod- anyway. People don't need to know this, but because I've been at Podfest, we'd actually sold more like 130 or 140 anyway. Right. So I thought, you know what, it's about the same amount. Yeah, sure. So people, people from the tax office are like, "Did you get those numbers? <laughs> we will audit him." Oh, tax office, by the way. This podcast is going to be all over the oh, fucking good. shop They're today. My favorite kind. Well, uh, Sam knows because I've just flown in, literally flown in for this podcast. I just got off a plane from like America. Yeah. Came straight. And you're reasonably like alive. You're pretty. You're pretty up, which I'm surprised by. What, what did you? What did you have? Did you have a couple of drinks on the plane? Or? Well, I, well, okay. So I'll, if you'd like me to run you through, this is this is what happened because it was an impulse decision to come back. Yeah. So, something terrible that I won't go into happened yeah. in Australia, but I had a few days, and I kind of it's Thanksgiving uh, in the US, so there mm. wasn't a lot of work on or anything like that. And I thought, you know what? To stay in a hotel for this time or to come back on a plane if I can get a cheap flight yeah. back, it's about the same price. So, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to go home. Perfect idea on how to save money. Fly from the US back to Australia. This podcast cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get some medical stuff done yeah. while I'm here, that- I've actually saved myself hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> that horrible thing that happened is that I agreed to do a podcast. Right. That's why you're back. <laughs> It's it's such a fucking I, I don't know why but I kind of did that thing of just going well if I'm gonna do, make a ridiculous decision I've got to make it sort of worthwhile yeah that makes sense so I thought I've got I'm getting my haircut at two <laughs> <laughs> so until I did this podcast I was flying back for a haircut amazing but uh, so I thought I'll get the podcast in uh, get to see Ramona who I haven't seen for nearly two weeks yeah. and but she was out at French Bulldog Friday which she has on French. Yeah. Oh, really? She goes out with some other French Bulldogs, five yeah. of them, on Friday for two hours. What have they got they... against other breeds? What's their What's their problem? Oh, it's just a special club. Yeah, right. Yeah. They talk about the hipsters that own them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like sex in the city, <laughs> but for French Bulldogs. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I'll, yeah, I'll go and get my hair cut. Justin Hamilton is doing his show at the... Um, at the store. Sydney Comedy yeah. Store at 7 o'clock tonight. So I thought, Juzzy doesn't know that I'm home. I'll uh, go and get my hair cut. I'll come home. I'll have a shower. I'll pull myself together. Oh, nice. I'll go and surprise him for his you know one-off show in Sydney cool. and do that. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? It makes a day of it. Instead of me going, fuck, that's a long way to fly just to be home because I've got to go back again on Thursday. Yeah. It actually, I'm like, no, no. It's, it's already on the first day paying for itself. You're ticking some boxes. Absolutely. Right. So... Um, so uh, this, so I've gone out to the airport. It's it's thanks. It's the evening. Of, it's Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. Uh, when I'm going out to the airport, so I'm a little bit worried that there'll be heaps of people travelling. Sure. And and there was. It was pretty busy at the airport, and people were not in good moods. But I was fine because I don't have luggage. You know, I'm just coming back with hand luggage. You know, it's and it's a midnight flight. Yeah. So. Um, I don't mind the midnight flight because normally if you have a few drinks at night and whatever, you can get on the plane, have a couple of glasses of wine and then, you know, sleep for a fair whack of it. Yeah. So, um, I've gone into the, like, the lounge, uh, you know, uh, beforehand yeah. and I've seen somebody that I know. So, ah. I'm like, this is going well. Right. Uh, and it's, I might get, I'll, I'll, this will be a bit fun, a bit fun. Because you're now part of the Channel 10 uh, network. Yes. He's part of the Channel 10 family. He's I, a, yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. We've got a Christmas party tonight, actually. Oh, do you really? Yeah. We, and the theme is uh, Young at Heart. So if you've got any suggestions for for what I could go as, oh that, god, I've got a, great. I mean, I've got a few that you know certainly came to mind straight away. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, probably along the same lines that you're right. thinking. Ralph Harris, Dennis That's Ferguson. A- <laughs> 
<laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, that might be unfair to Rolf. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Allegedly. Yes, yes. Sorry, I mean, go on. Who well, did you see? Channel it could 10? Be, it could be a double meaning. I'm going to get you to right. guess. Very Channel handsome. 10. Okay. So I'm, if I say to you, here we go, let's see who you would go with with these clues. Okay. So he's a Channel 10 celebrity. Uh-huh. He is very handsome. Uh-huh. Do you want to have a guess? Tim Bailey. No, but it wasn't there you the go. Daily Bailey. Tim's Tim okay. Tim's um, Tim appreciate the shout out. So can I ask a question? Is it an, yeah, okay, is he yeah. an actor? Okay. Uh, no. He's a Channel Ten handsome. Uh, has he been on our screens for quite a while? Yes. Bondi vet. The Bondi vet, Chris Brown. Is it really? Yep. Yes. You got that on your first sensible guess. <laughs> oh, I should have got it a handsome. I mean, right. it's, it's either handsome, him or the bachelor, though, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So handsome uh, Dr. Christopher Brown. And isn't he the world's most nicest person? Oh, Delightful. He's, for people who haven't seen him, he looks like that. Uh, Chesty Bond's probably not a good reference anyway, because I think that's an Australian thing. But I'll post a picture of him when this episode goes up, just so you can bask in his handsome. He looks like a computer program created like the prototype male. So yeah. like, okay, no, but how- not if men did. Like if women went into a room <laughs> yeah. and said, "What is everything we want in a yeah. man?" And let, let, we'll talk you through it. Do we want him tall? Yeah, let's have yeah. him at least six three, six four. Yeah, at least. What color? But what I, color I, hair? I want him to wear it well. Yeah, like I want him yeah. to be really fit, but yeah. more like a swimmer or surfer's body, not like a big meathead yeah. football player. Almost like accidental fitness. Yeah. He doesn't even know that he's that fit, and he right. probably doesn't. Probably um, doesn't. What sort of hair do we want? Probably something luscious and blonde. Sure. Yeah. Done. Could it have some sort of charming curl? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. A quiff that doesn't need maintenance. Right. Oh, the best kind. Is there any chance around the chin region he could have something resembling a cleft, but not quite full cleft that gets a bit weird? Yeah. Not too cartoony, just on the cusp. <laughs> How many teeth does he need? 5,000, I'd say. <laughs> okay, we're just missing some sort of link. What else? Could he right. possibly, I don't know, save sick puppies? Oh, sure my God, sure. That is him in a nutshell. But, and but, you- but where does he do it? Can it be at Australia's <laughs> most beautiful beach? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about Chris is like, yeah. you know, he you've just heard us describe him and and like I'd obviously seen him on TV before I got to meet him and yep. before I joined the Channel 10 family and of right. course we all hang out together all the time. Yeah. It's just how it works. Sandra now, Sally dropped me off here today. Now, you, uh, now you've got a now you've got a vetted hand though. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Any cat uh, emergencies? But I I kind of felt that when I when I first met him that there was going to be something about him. There was going to be a flaw. He was either going to be, right. I don't know, arrogant uh-huh. or there was going to no. be some sort of dungeon under his house or, or something. But Not sure. I'm, but yet, I'm yet to find it. I can't find one flaw with that guy. Okay. And I absolutely agree with you. And the, the ladies love him and everybody seems yes. to, like even the ex-girlfriends, you know, because there has been some ex-girlfriends. Even those like stories always seem to be like, yeah. oh, no, everybody it loves It all Chris adds Brown. up. Like there's, there's got to be something and, sinister well, the, underground. And the thing that we haven't mentioned is that he also is, on a bunch of like he's a TV vet but he doesn't just do Bondi vet Chris Brown he does uh, he does like all those shows where he's on a panel The Living Room he on can talk, Friday night, but he does the project where he can talk about current affairs yep. and he's quite funny and this know? is the other thing he actually still works in the vet even when the cameras aren't on. I, I took, know. Because I live like 15 minutes from there and, and because I know him, I said, look, I want to bring my cat and I had an issue with the cat. And he works there even when cameras aren't on and he's still just as nice. Like he's not putting it on for the cameras. He's not cuddling them for an extra five minutes just for the... He does that because he's genuinely the world's most handsome and amazing person. Right. Now... He, have we gone too far? No, I don't think that we have because I've got a new theory. Because you know how sometimes they say that like... I feel like, you know what Chris Brown is? It's like a portrait of Dorian Gray situation or uh, like a when one twin is born evil, you know, situation. Because so there's another, there's Chris someone, Brown. There's another Chris. They're both yes. Chris? Yeah, there's Chris Brown. Oh. The rapper, Chris Brown, right, who yeah. is by far and away. He's the anti-Chris the, Brown. The anti-Chris Brown. He yeah. is the most terrible human being on the planet. Yes. So I think that all the evil's gone into the like, the, you know, yeah. whatever divine creator or nature or whatever you want to believe yeah. is making people. But you know, for the sake of this, let's imagine that somebody making Chris Browns. <laughs> they put all the good, like it's meant to have an equal amount of good and bad. Yeah, but, but someone put, mixed the wrong color or something to that effect. Right, like oh no, you meant to give him a little <laughs> bit of the violence. Yeah. It's too and, late now. Right. And, oh, how's this going to end? Right, he's saving puppies and he's bashing. 
chicks. No, this has been a terrible, terrible mistake. All we're saying, guys, is don't get your Chris Browns mixed up. No, if Just, you want to, if you want to, if you wanna, don't take your kitten to the rapper. Right, to, <laughs> not, to mouth on it. He'll bash it. He'll bash that kitten. He will. I imagine, allegedly, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't think you can defame Chris Brown. I, it'd be hard for me to say... Undefamable. Yeah, it'd be one of those sort of things where it'd be hard for him to prove that I have said anything that <laughs> makes the public think you know, less of him than the things he's yeah, actually done already. Yeah, there would be already. a lot worse out there. So, him. yeah, so I saw the... Uh, I was more feeling for the hypothetical kitten. That was my issue with that whole moment there. Yeah, no, but that's what makes it worse. Yeah, I know. I was just, you know, it's probably already been through a lot in its hypothetical life. Like, yeah. you know, why is it now being hypothetically bashed I mean maybe it hasn't like I mean it's gone to you know Chris Brown the rapper so it's maybe it's like it's Dre's kitten or something you know what I mean like it's had a great life as long as like good Chris Brown is all there to intervene I imagine that Dre's kitten's called Snoop and he bought it as a joke he's like ha Snoop I named my cat Snoop ah Dre has another bong (laughs) the humour of Dre um so, okay, so I saw Bondo bet Chris Brown. Okay, one thing I will say, the mystery of Chris Brown, I hope he is at the Channel 10 Christmas party tonight because, and maybe... So, is he, he on the same flight as you? Uh, he was on an earlier flight than Okay. That, but same destination, yeah. which I will get to in a little bit because mm. he was on the good flight and I was on the second flight. You know how often in a night there's like the big plane and but then there's like the, the next level plane that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like... Sure. And that one... Yeah, not unsurprisingly, I suppose, is is cheaper. And because I was going at short notice, yeah. I got the cheaper flight. Yeah. And look, no offence to you, but if I had to pick who goes on which plane, it's Chris Brown. And you know what? We're like the royal family. We can't travel in the same Because <laughs> you know what? Australia could cope with the loss of Will Anderson <laughs> in a heartbeat, to be honest. They could cope with the loss of Chris Brown after a period of mourning, but they could not cope <laughs> with the, combi- the double whammy. Oh, my God. <laughs> How would that front page look? I reckon it would be... Big photo of Chris Brown. Yeah. And then... Uh, nursing, nursing a kitten, but the kitten right. has had your shot, your face digitally altered onto it. And then that's my other favourite thing, how they always feel the need to specify image digitally altered. Like, I actually thought that you were half kitten. You know, they, they do that. Like, you've seen right. Prime Minister, Anyone who- Prime Minister Gillard in, as Ronald right. McDonald, and they go, image digitally altered. I oh, really shouldn't go down to the costume shop and put that on just for the shoot. Anyone who isn't smart enough to work that out is not smart enough to read the fine print. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's for the actual person. You know, like, because occasionally if like, you know, I've had some big nights and I've done... There was a photo of Tom Ballard and I uh, in the Northern Territory News yeah. oh, uh, hugging a giant inflatable penis because <laughs> we went to a gay bar after the gig for drinks and some women were on a hen's night with a giant inflatable cock and Tom and I, blind drunk, arms draped around this inflatable cock, Northern Territory News. And was there a text down the bottom, image not digitally altered? <laughs> Did they feel the need to point that out? Penis also not digitally altered. Uh so, you know, maybe I would wake up and I would think, oh, fuck, did I, what did I do last night? Did I go out and, yeah. you know, have, did I once have sex with a kitten? <laughs> now there's a kitten with my face. Um, so, Chris Brown, where was he oh, going to? So, he was going to Sydney also, mm. but he was going to an earlier flight. But here's what happened. So, I ran, he, he was going to the bathroom. I was uh, sitting between him and the bathroom. So, he's yeah. walked by me. We've said, g'day. We had a bit of a chat, you know. Uh, Again, you, you, you know your niceness? He's one of those guys where he's just like, oh, God, I just don't know how you do it going back and forth. And, blah. and I'm like, you're going back and forth. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're Superman. Yeah. And you're saving lives. Right. Literally saving lives. Oh, Ramona. Uh, sorry, <laughs> oh. Sam. That's uh, You are majorly in the firing line Yeah, that's right. Well. I bet the Bondi vet gets some of that occasionally. He'd be used to it. Probably doesn't even smell like that around him. Probably smells fantastic around him. Um, oh, wow, that was terrible. Um, so, uh, oh, sorry. Welcome home. Welcome yeah. back, buddy. Oh, well, Good the jet lag's you. kicked in now. She was so cute when, before when she did see me because she hasn't seen me for a couple of weeks. And yeah. when she gets really excited, she wees. Oh. And, like, she saw me and she, like, weed a lot. And I was like, well, that's cute, but now I have to fucking clean up that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, he's gone past me to go to the bathroom. Mm. Now... At this stage, I've got to confess that I am... So, we, we had a good chat and he was really delightful and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then um, uh, I went back to the Make Your Own Bloody Mary bar. Oh, really? Was, oh. Wow. I didn't even know about this thing. That That is as impressive as I was lucky enough to go into the Qantas Club 
uh, a couple of weeks ago and make your own pancake machine. Oh, yeah. If you've never been in there, like that's what you're missing, the make your own pancake machine. And no limit, you can you can eat pancakes to your little heart's content. Mate, Sam, one of the things that I will be doing on this flight, because I fly all the time, I'm allowed to go into the first class lounge because I have the, you know, I'm a platinum frequent flyer. Yeah. So it, um, at the Qantas one, when you're flying internationally, it mm. doesn't matter what fare you're flying on. You can be flying on economy. If you're a platinum frequent flyer, you can go into the first class lounge. Right. They have like a rock pool style restaurant oh. um, that you can go and get a, like a facial, a massage. Like God. sometimes when I'm going on holidays, I go the day before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when is your flight? Uh, what? We'll need to see your boarding pass, sir. Yeah. Oh, I lost her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's absolutely. So I was yeah, I'm having this flight back. I want to mm. sleep on the flight. Um, for some reason, I think that drinking like Bloody Marys is like there's tomato juice and vitamin C. That must be offsetting the. <laughs> but I love a Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. And, but the thing I love about it the most is that I don't think anyone really makes them exactly how I like them because they're oh. a very particular drink of Bloody Mary. Yep. Like some people don't like them spicy or don't like too much Worcester sauce or like whatever yeah. you know. Like so, it's a really particular. Like I like a lot more lemon than people normally like. Yeah, right. But make your own. Bloody Mary bar. What an opportunity. Free pour vodka. Perfect for you. Man, like I was, I would probably had five. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so anyway, I missed him going back. Like, uh, yeah, so I, I just missed him on the way. That's fine. We'd set our bit and I, I knew that. Bit. But then like 15 minutes later, they were like, uh, final page for uh, Christopher and then whatever his middle name was, Brown. Yeah. Uh, Dreamboat is his yeah, middle name. Christopher yeah, Christopher Dreamboat Brown. Uh, your, uh, your plane is waiting to take off. And I'm like, well, he was here <laughs> in the lounge and I saw him go to the toilet and now he's missing. So what was the first thought that you had? Like, what did you think had happened to him? That he was stuck in the toilet. <laughs> right. That like he'd had like a stroke or something or like, do you know what I mean? Like some, some shit had gone down. Like, he looked into the mirror and the mirror just couldn't handle his handsome and it exploded and then shards of glass had got him in the face and he was lying bleeding, like, in the gutter of the bathroom. But the problem yeah. was that there was a sick cockroach there, so he was trying to save its life rather than pulling the yeah. shards of glass. He was giving mouth-to-mouth to a cockroach, cockroach in the toilet in an LA airport. Right. Yeah, people wouldn't be that surprised by that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so... I was like, well, I better go and check. So yeah. I went and checked. I assumed that he probably wasn't going to be in there still, but I thought, you know, I should just go and check. Yeah. Uh, he was not in there. He's not so in I don't toilet. know what happened between him oh, leaving so that lounge. Oh, so you don't know if he, if he made it out? Well, I don't, technically. I'm really worried now. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you see him tonight, first Well, week, I hope I see him tonight or ever. Like, because he's, he's so punctual and so perfect. Right. The idea of him even getting to a point where they'd need to page him. It just makes no sense to it me. It doesn't make right? any sense. That's what I was like as well. I was like- he was here and he was said, like, when we were talking, he was like, I, I, you know, my flight's about to go. You know, he's. Oh, I'm genuinely he, he worried now. Like, he wasn't drunk. You could you could be the last person to have spoken, spoken to, to, to Australia's hero. Oh, my so God. So, what, what, you know, and, and if, you know, heaven forbid, if, if something has happened to I Chris, mean, yeah, like, that's... you're going to be on 60 Minutes this this Sunday night with a wow. tell-all. Well, what I'm, are you I'll get say? them to, Well, A, I'll get them to pay for my flight back then. This is, <laughs> They're going to start by it, saying... Everything's you know, come up and Okay, well, run me through it. Let's well, role that, play. I feel like we're in the... Sure. These, with these leather armchairs anyway, I feel like we're... <laughs> <laughs> Michael Usher. I'll be, the, I'll be playing the role of Michael Usher. So we've got Usher and Chris Brown. That's okay. quite a feat collaboration oh going on there. Yeah, some people are going to be very disappointed when they Google that YouTube clip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usher, Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. Um, all right, so Australian comedian Will Anderson, you were the last person to see Dr. Chris Brown yeah. for the incident, which we won't go into at this point because we don't know the details. Was he in good spirits? Did, did he seem like something was about to happen? I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I, I He seemed incredibly charming. He'd, he'd just been at some family event in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, the family had all got together in Vancouver. He seemed you know, very relaxed and excited about that uh we talked about that for a little while and i mean i guess looking back at it now i'm i'm just glad that he got to spend that time with his family i mean that anyways it's uh, okay we'll take your time so i guess um then we just talked a little bit about life in la i spoke to him about the fact that i got an apartment that day and i was i was going back to australia and we chit-chatted about that and he sort of said he didn't know how i didn't kept the pace up and Will, this is probably the time we need to address this with you. He is one of the most loved Australians, and many would argue more loved than yourself. Much more loved. Now, you 
base yourself on wanting to be a successful guy, always looking to climb the ladder. It's true. Oh, yeah, that's it. If, yeah. if, if, anyone, if anyone has ever said something about me, it is my ruthless ambition and the fact that I'm willing to claw my way yeah. to the top. Now, um, you were the last person to see him. Yes. Well, and the last Australian person that you know of to see him. Yeah, well, you're getting defensive. Um, now, there is... Well, I, I just thought I was here for a tribute. I didn't realise this was a stitcher. There is surveillance footage of the two of you having some form of exchange. A conversation. A delightful conversation. Well, you can call it whatever you like, That's Will, what I would call it. We have you here today to tell you that you are the number one suspect in the murder of Dr. Chris Brown. What? Yeah. Well, that's... You're joking, of course. This is like... Is this, this is your life? Thanks, guys. Is this... This is your life? Is that what's going on? This is not... This is your life, Will. Why did you do it? Oh, I didn't do it. How did you do it? I did not do it. Why are you so jealous of Chris Brown, Will? That wasn't blood on my hands. It was Bloody Mary mix. Bloody Mary mix. I knew we'd get a confession. That's how Usher does it, my friend. So Chris Brown got on his flight. Hopefully, uh, otherwise, oh, otherwise, you mean all that was for nothing? Otherwise, we won't be putting this episode up. <laughs> because when I do do sixty minutes, I'll be like, "And what did you do after that?" Well, I flew back to Australia and recorded a comical podcast, speculating on the fact that lampooning the death. <laughs> so let's hope he is okay. I'm sure. He's Otherwise, fine. this is uh, dedicated to the memory of Dr. Chris Brown, yeah, the, the greatest great ever Australian. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess it was glad they put us on different flights. <laughs> um, no, so. Uh, so then I uh, had some Bloody Marys mm. and then uh, my flight was called. So it was a midnight flight. Yeah. And uh, from the minute I got on, I was like, oh, right. This is the older plane. It's not, it's not, hey, it still was a really nice plane. Sure. And also with my points and stuff, I was like not flying in the worst part of the plane. Yeah. So you just committed a murder. So you were happy to leave the country. Right. Any circumstance. Just get out of that jurisdiction. plane. <laughs> they kept thinking it was weird when I said, we've just got to get out of this jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> What's your purpose of your visit to Australia? <laughs> to flee. <laughs> Couldn't get anyone there that didn't have extradition laws. <laughs> I'm looking for an airtight alibi. <laughs> so I fled to the one country where people will miss Chris Brown. <laughs> I, I have not thought this through. But I thought I could do a podcast. So. You wanted to pretend everything was normal by coming back to Australia. Right. Oh, yeah, to double bluff. Yeah, public. that's good. The old double I know bluff. how your mind works. Yeah. Get that footage of me going through on border security. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, so, it was a bit of an older plane, but on the upside, uh, it didn't have a first class section. And so, they were clearly using what would normally be the first class section as like the extension of the business class section oh. for other passengers. Yeah. So, I actually got to fly in the first, like, first class uh, Ramona just knocked over the drink. Oh, Ramona. Um, yeah, it's world's worst co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Bark, buy the T-shirt. If you've enjoyed the slogan on the podcast, why not buy the T-shirt? Have you guys, just before we get back to that story, have you got a montage yet of all the times Ramona has caused issues within recordings of the podcast? That is a good one. So, Because I like to think that that would be in there. Um, we've already had two just in the one podcast. Right, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, Justin Hobson, mm -hmm. uh, who is a, a teabagger, a listener yep. to the show, uh, he has been off his own bat, amazingly. Uh, he's been re-editing the old Tofot episodes into kind of best of every 10 episodes, oh, sure. like doing a kind of package so that people can, you know, kind of revisit where it was. And, you know, and what if, a legend. So you're saying this could be a good idea for him to do? Well, he did this one of like in the first 10 episodes, which people can download. It only goes for like 90 seconds or whatever. Yeah. But it's all the times in the first 10 episodes, Charlie and I said totally. <laughs> and it's 90 <laughs> seconds worth of time. Right. Well, if he does this one, yeah. he ends up doing the Ramona one. We're not putting any pressure because good on him for doing any. What yeah. a legend. Um, well, no, I'm just throwing out ideas. Yeah, if he does it, could I make a request that he has uh, the backing music of Hey Mona, but just maybe oh. inserts his voice saying "ruh" before each time Craig McLaughlin <laughs> and Check One Two say Mona? Just a little suggestion. We could probably get Craig McLaughlin in. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there. So back to the story. Uh, so, uh, so I've got to fly in the first class yeah, great. bit of the plane. So that's uh, that was pretty cool. Not with like the first class service, but business class service. That's pretty. That's a yeah. pretty nice flight. So on the, again, on the long flights that makes a huge difference, right? And I'm a bit drunk, so yeah. I'm like, oh well, this is cool. I'm happy to do this. So I um, had some food. 
I had a cheese plate and a dessert. Did you? And some wine. Yeah. Uh, which was nice after midnight eating. So, are you sure that was Ramona before? Because you've had wine, cheese, Bloody Marys. <laughs> uh, yeah. When she did that, I should have gotten two complaints. This guy. <laughs> uh, so, I did that. I watched uh, two pretty terrible movies. Which ones? Uh, I watched a movie called, I think it was called Lovelace. It was a Linda Lovelace story okay. that Amanda Siegfried or whatever, how right. you say her I name. I seen that. It's based on sort of uh, the book that Linda Lovelace and her story because she was the, yeah, the deep throat, the, the woman from Deep Throat. And so it's all about that. I actually found it quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It was, but it's not a great movie. Sure. Um, and uh, the other one I watched was called Paranoia. And it was... In there was an article in the newspaper this week. This mm. is actually what made me watch this film. Yeah, it was an article about the movies that had made the least return on their investment <laughs> of any movies that had come out this year, and it was like The Lone Ranger, and it was um, I don't know, I can't. And remember. you just wanted to see why. And this one, and Paranoia, it was like the, either the second biggest flop of the year or like the third biggest flop. Of and the could year you or see, like, as you were watching it, could you see why? Well, here's the thing: it's got um, Gary Oldman in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Harrison Ford in it. Yeah. It's got a bunch of like, you know, other actors yeah. that you'd recognise right. in it. And it's got Liam Hemsworth, the Australian actor mm. in it, who I, I've seen in a few things. I think he's fantastic in The Hunger Games. He's like accents really strong. I've, I've seen him in enough stuff to think, you know, I'd like to see him in a movie. I think I would enjoy I him in a movie. Things. They're a production line of... Hemsworth. Yeah. I'm thinking about changing my name to Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris Brown Hemsworth. That's my new name. <laughs> I can't go wrong. Uh, so, Chris Brown, the only reason Chris Brown isn't a Hemsworth is they already had a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, <laughs> the position was already filled. But um, I mean, imagine those guys in the same room. Like, that, that would oh. cause health and safety issues. I would imagine some sort of like hell mouth in the earth would like just <laughs> open up, just created by their handsomeness. Um, so, uh, it's terrible. Like, it's one of those movies. Oh, Amber Heard's in it, um, who is like uh, Johnny Depp's bisexual girlfriend, Amber Heard. Um, uh, so, and it's like a espionage thriller, like, a, you know. And so, everything that I've said so far about this would indicate to me that I will enjoy this film. Like, it's right up my alley. I quite enjoy that sort of... And I don't mind a bit of mindless sort of, you know, there's some sort of... Some guy goes undercover and then he realises that everybody's... Basically, it was The Firm, you know. Another version of The Firm, right? And it was terrible. Like, the acting is all over the place. Liam Hemsworth carries the movie. (laughs) There's another one. Liam Hemsworth... Oh. She actually disconnected the mic, which is what... Oh, oh, Ramona, you're killing it. Uh, So, um, Liam Hemsworth, I think, is fantastic in it. Oh, yeah, tell me more about the movie, Will. (laughs) Sam's having real trouble connecting those... I worked in radio for eight years, seriously. (laughs) Three prongs. Put just the prongs in the holes. I I hope. Anyway, I think I did it. I I think I'm back on. Hopefully, hopefully made that, that made some really loud noise as well as, as it happened. There you go, Ramona. You're creating destruction. Um, so uh, Hemsworth's fantastic. His yeah. American accent is flawless, I reckon. Right. I mean, I don't know if Americans would think that, but like to the Australian ear, I just didn't hear any of the Australian in it. That's excellent. And he really is the lead in this and has to carry it. I wish he'd had more to like work with. Yeah. It's so badly written. The dialogue is terrible. It's yeah. directed horribly. Like, I mean, it's just, it's like one of those things where even the music isn't right. Like, you know, just one of those things where, did they forget to turn it up? <laughs> like, or did they just figure by this stage that it was just so shit that I'm like, we're not playing extra for good music. Just get some we already rejected from something yeah. else and whack that in it. And yeah, it's just. Oh, Ramona, <laughs> come on. You got Well, st- the one major positive you've had about the movie is is um, Hemsworth's uh, American accent. So I thought he was fantastic. That kind of tells yeah. tells you that, yeah, there was a lot wrong with the movie. Yeah, so I watched those. Highlight. Had a bit of a snooze. Mm. Uh, listened to uh, Steel Saunders uh, being interviewed by Justin Hamilton on oh. Can You Take This Photo, Please? Oh, nice. Uh, and then uh, woke up. Uh, I had a dream about Steel. Like, because I was like... <laughs> 
because I put down the bed and I was like trying to sleep. Yeah. But I thought I'll go to sleep while I'm listening to the podcast and I'll just like fall asleep. That's not a reflection on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the dream about Steel? I saw Steel just a couple of weeks ago. He was in uh, doing a guest spot on Studio 10, the new uh, Channel 10 morning show. Yes. Uh, and if people. Right on brand for Steel Saunders, I thought. If people, have, <laughs> if people have not heard him tell that story. Oh, I haven't heard the story, on, but uh, I was there on the day, so I kind of know the gist of on it. On the I Love Green Guide Letters <laughs> podcast, I get. I, you should definitely check it out. It's hilarious. By the way, Steele, if you're listening, and I know you're listening occasionally, uh, it te- all television is terrible. Like it always goes just how yours went. It, it never yeah. goes. You always walk away from it going, "I wish I got that line in. I wish I'd done that. We ran out of time before that I got to that thing." Feeling of uncertainty, and you never really get any actual proper feedback. Right. So you just it's just left hanging, and so, you just sort of talk yourself into or out of how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it after he talked about it on yeah. the show, and I thought it went actually really well. Yeah, and like it went fine, and I can see why he because he wanted to do some other things. You're always disappointed that you didn't get yeah, to do, yeah, but you kind of on TV you've just got to get in what you get in. Yeah, and sometimes you just got to realize. I mean it. They call it a medium because that's about what you get at best most of the time. Like you yeah. aim, aim for good and you set off a fucking medium. Well, I that's can teach them a lot about TV having done 120 Metro whip arounds that right. goes for 34 <laughs> seconds each segment generally. So obviously I'm a wealth of knowledge on this stuff. And yeah, you've got veritable, you've got veritable minutes yeah, yeah, of TV right. experience. <laughs> no, but you know what it's like. Sometimes in those things you were going to get 30 seconds and suddenly you get 20 seconds yeah. and the thing that you were going to do doesn't happen or it goes wrong or yeah, the timing's Yeah, and the wouldn't know it, but no. in your mind you're like, I didn't get to do the thing that I thought was a good ending to that or um, – yeah, it, it does happen. So but they've got anyway. the person at home has no fucking idea. But yeah, still, the dream. But also, no, well, I just need to point oh, out yeah. that this actually comes into oh, right. into the into the dream. So I thought that the panel were really, really, um, were really, really hard on him. Like uh-huh. they weren't supportive of. Like he was going to go into a bit, and they really shut him down. Yep. Don't get a fucking comedic guest on, and then when he goes to go with something, go. Oh no, 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 no! We won't do that. Now, yeah. if Steele had had more experience, he would have gone, ha-ha, well, I'm going to anyway and yes. just done it, right? Yes. But that's not his fault. He's new at doing that sort of thing. But they shut him down. Like, uh, if they were doing improv, like... Yeah, keep the ball up. Keep the ball up in yeah. the air. It, yeah. it, 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 it was their fault, not his. And they're the television professionals, and they're the ones that have been doing it for years. They should know better. Yeah. It's their responsibility to support him, not the other way well, around. they always support John O'Coleman when he's doing his Paris Miracle bra infomercials. Right. So why couldn't They're they give for him, still right? the same treatment? And they've seen those every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but I thought they didn't behave in a very professional manner, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's it. The reason I'm going on about that is that, A, I'm actually glad to say that out loud, but B, uh, because I wanted to say it to Steele when I was listening to the podcast. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to ring him, but I was overseas and I didn't want to ring him that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Steele, it's Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a $30 point. <laughs> well, in, in keeping with how you've been behaving, like, why don't you just fly back to chat to him for the day? Well, uh, so um, it goes into my dream. So I've fallen asleep. In my dream, I'm at some function mm. and I run into Ita Buttrose, oh. right? And I... Like, I can't remember in my dream how quickly this escalated. But anyway, I'm yelling in <laughs> Ita Buttrose's face. Like, an Australian national treasure, Ida Buttrose. The Australian Buttrose. of the year. The Australian of yeah. the year, Ida Buttrose. Mm. Like, a woman who with a remarkable history in journalism and feminism and breaking down barriers. Yeah. And, like, I mean, totally. someone that I have absolute great respect for, <laughs> except <laughs> that in this one I Love Green Guide Letters podcast <laughs> segment, she's clearly lost me forever. And I'm at a party in public, not even a, hey, Ida. Like I, I've, I've yeah. always respected you, but I just yeah. thought in that situation so you're you going could, across the room style. Like no, but in her face, oh, like really? putting my finger in and her she's face. She's 71 years old. Right, I could be killing her. I could kill her. <laughs> like I kill Chris Brown, Ida. <laughs> There's the confession. You're next. I knew it was coming. I'm killing the entire Channel 10 family. <laughs> Is that really time. why I'm here, Will? <laughs> As the door shuts. Oh my god! Imagine, yeah, the, here's the here's the worst thing about it, Sam. And now I'm gonna have to give this away, and I won't be able to put this out until after the whole thing's happened. But uh-huh. um, because, and look, you know, I I love Channel Ten, and I hope that Channel Ten bounces back in the way that it should, making the cool comedy and edgy programs yeah. that they used to make, mm-hmm. which where they were so successful. So I wish, and they've always been very supportive of me, and I like doing their shows. They've been going through a rough trot, yeah. and they've had some real misses with some of the mm-hmm. things that they've. Um, tried to do yeah they have 
And so um, Russell Howcroft, who works with me, yeah. uh, Arm Gruen, uh, he's one of the big executives there at 10. So he, a little while ago, he, me and Lachlan Murdoch, um, well, we had a meeting and they, they pitched me an idea. <laughs> and they said, look, we're going to turn, uh, we want you to come to 10. And I said, look, I can't, I can't. I love the ABC and I love doing Gruen and, yeah. you know. They said, no, 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 this is the biggest offer for any show. It will revolutionise television. I said, uh, what do you mean? They said, we're going to give you Channel 10 24 hours a day. They're just going to follow you around, right? <laughs> right. But each part of your life will just be a different show just because you're so entertaining, right? <laughs> Like they'll be like, so sometimes when you're talking to your friends, that's just like a comedy show. Yeah, and hang then, on. So we would have seen that flight in real time. We would have seen you eating the cheese. Well, that's what that would have yeah. That would have been like a, a a food review, then a movie review. You would have got my movie review. Yeah. Uh, you can watch the movie along with me. They do a deal like sure, that. Sure, there's some sort of copyright issue with you watching movies in the screen. Oh no, Lachlan Burdock's sort of that. <laughs> They're only Fox movies. <laughs> we got an in-family deal. It's fine. All the look, I signed a contract. All the details have been worked out by other people, but. Uh, so every part of my life is like uh, is, is part of the show. It's kind yeah. of like a Truman show, but I'm in on it, right? And nobody else is in on it. But then that will become the like the the television show, right? And so I said, well, that's great. Like, I mean, obviously yeah, I'm hilarious and people enjoy the comedy, <laughs> and and I'm happy to like read the news and like you know tell people about the news. You've got to have that part of your day. Yeah. You I have, happily go to Syria for a special for a day. I have I have my share of dramas, so that can be the soap opera of yeah. my life that people follow along. I I get all that sort of stuff. You know, I can be entertaining to children. Like, uh, can you, you know, integrate clients? That's a, that's a pretty important one. I mean, it's easy because it's life. I just have to use things. Yeah. Like, thanks to Qantas for flying me back. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard? Did you hear me talk about how good the Qantas lounge was before <laughs> and the rock pool meal you can get? Even if you are only flying economy, if you are a platinum frequent flyer, join your local frequent flyer program <laughs> suddenly it's all Qantas. making sense right if you come back so dr chris brown tv bird channel 10 so they said our only problem is well they said we've got two problems uh we need channel 10's obviously always <laughs> channel 10's <laughs> was one of them that this idea wasn't real <laughs> this is a great idea <laughs> sorry what were the two problems <laughs> so the two problems were they said we still need some crime drama because that's, you know, people aren't just going to watch comedy and, you know, yeah. soap opera and you like need to that have range, sort of stuff. You know, you people know, want some news. variety in their People, viewing. like, one of the, the, the Law and Order franchise and mm. NCIS have been, they're probably their two most consistent and popular yeah, franchises massive. at 10. Like, I mean, they don't want to lose that core audience. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. I don't know what we can do about that. And then they said, we have another problem. We have all these Channel 10 celebrities that we've, Promise shows and have on these fat contracts, and it, we can't just pay them all out. We won't have the money to fund this new station. And I said, "Wow, I may have the solution to both of your problems." And then you said, "Who's top of your list? Who's your main guy?" They I said, Bond, Well, he's on the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, because he's doing everything right. Yeah, he's got the living room. He's got the project. He's got Bondo Vet. But so when you murdered Bondi Vet, like, were they shooting that? Like, is yeah. that? Oh, so oh yeah. So they're already it. they're gonna have like a backlog of stuff. So it's oh, not yeah, gonna yeah. be live to air. They have to. Well, for two reasons. I I have to sleep. And as, and as entertaining as I am. No, but you so. have really entertaining dreams about Steel Saunders and Ida Buttrose. Ah, which there I could will, be some sort of dream interpreter or I will dream be, expert sitting next to you telling viewers what, what's going through your mind. Actually, you know what? That's a very good idea, Sam. You may have saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> if you're willing to come on board as a consultant. <laughs> I'll do anything. Please just let me out. <laughs> yeah, so basically I've just been going around murdering uh, Channel 10 Congratulations, celebrities. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't want to pry too much, but who are the next sort of three or four in line? Well, you were going to be, but so, I feel... Like you, yeah. I, I feel like you. I'm willing to work with you. So, all right. I mean, there's so many. Um, there's so many out there. That- I mean, to, look. Uh, they said basically, anytime I want anyone from The Bachelor, <laughs> like any of the contestants, anyone from The Bachelor, they're just fine with that. Just go to the Ivy and have just, your crack. Just capture them all. Weirdly enough, Waleed Ali was a choice very early on, which really? I found a bit. Racist, or I don't know what was going on with that. I felt like I didn't know why that was, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, so Joe, Joe Hildebrand, I'm doing for free. <laughs> but, sorry, I shouldn't say that. It's unfair. That is unfair. Uh, so, yeah, so that's my new show. Um, so, anyway, we should, we've, got to, we've got to finish up soon. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, let's go back to the original story, which was I wanted to tell people that um, I uh, – the T-shirts. Oh, yes. The mystery of the yeah, T-shirts. Okay. Oh, uh, and I should mention the Steel Saunders thing, which was I then woke up. Then when I turned on my phone, when we got back to Sydney mm. – um, uh, the first person who had sent me a message was Steel Saunders yeah. to say that he was in LA and oh, did we want to catch up? And man. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, that's weird. You could have murdered him as well because right. he's now kind of on Channel 10. You know, well, he was once. Right. I don't know if he's back. <laughs> Not after that. Spot, right, Steel? <laughs> Come on. No. So, um, uh, so I got back here, uh, came back to the house um, and uh, T-shirts. Yeah. Ramona T-shirts. Angelo decided this time that we would have 50, um, 50 T-shirts uh, on the first day, 50 T-shirts on the second day, 50 T-shirts on the third day. And uh-huh. they'd get released at midnight in some time zone. And anyway, what I'm trying to say is it just made it all more confusing. Yeah, sounds convoluted. Oh, it's so convoluted. Mm. And I've so it, there might still be some T-shirts. There might not. <laughs> I think there's some posters. I didn't even tell people about so, that. So, do you have T-shirts in your house or they go from no. some sort of special warehouse? No. See, so, uh, Estoy Merchandise, who do the walking yeah. room T-shirts and a bunch, they make these amazing oh, T-shirts. Great. They're really beautiful T-shirts. They do screen printing. It's all kind of original stuff. Yeah. Fosdyke's going to do the um, designs yeah, for cool. me. And like I literally make enough money to make the next lot of T-shirts, which is the floor in my limited edition business plan. <laughs> but that's all I want to do. I just want people to be able to have something cool that goes yeah, with the I podcast. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think I mentioned last time I was on that I bought a Bugle because that's another podcast that I love, the Bugle. Um, really good one if you haven't heard. I bought one of their T-shirts. And I think people, when they get uh, a show that they love for free and listen to it almost every week, then... The least they can do is um, is is buy a T-shirt. This is now sounding like an hour-long infomercial right. for you to, to move more units. Well, yeah. So the T-shirt <laughs> thing doesn't really help me much, uh, other than I like that you guys have T-shirts. Yeah. If you want to help me, um, shows my shows. Come and yeah. see my shows. Yeah. Uh, so I, I well actually because my Adelaide, Brisbane, and uh, Melbourne shows are on pre-sale at uh-huh. the moment. Great. Which is basically like m- meaning on sale. Yeah. I don't know why they call it yeah. pre-sale. It's like, it's in foreplay mode. Uh, I think it's because uh, it basically gives you access to, particularly things like the Melbourne Comedy Festival, a tip to people out there, because I know that not everyone can afford like what it costs to come and see me do my show. I understand that, like, you know, that it's at a price that is prohibitive for some people. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to come along, there are nights of the week where you can come a lot cheaper. In Melbourne, they have Tight Ass Tuesday, so every Tuesday is substantially reduced prices. And sometimes if you look for like a – particularly in the first week, preview shows, like Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. they're always cheaper prices. And Plus you do things like those improv shows where it's like 15 bucks. I yeah. saw one of those at the store a few weeks ago, which was really good as well. So, it's, yeah, yeah. Do, so if you keep an eye on it, there's plenty of ways you can see a cheaper version. Yeah, so that, that, and that's really just why I plug them because it's like that's how I earn my living. Mm. And, but it does sometimes still piss me off when someone's like oh you're just plugging your shows <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah or people get pissed off that I plug the podcast on Twitter oh really they're like how dare you plug another free thing on this free thing <laughs> shut the fuck up like you're already getting something for free yeah, totally. and I'm telling you about another for free thing <laughs> I get why if you're a terrible person you might complain about me plugging my shows the way I earn my living rather than maybe taking the one second it would take you to <laughs> flick past that message <laughs> maybe take fucking two minutes out of your day to complain to me so that I can take that on board and then block your stupid fucking whingy ass. A lot of people are looking for something to complain about. Like, there are professional complainers out there. Oh, man. Oh, I cop it with, you know, like, I did an interview with a guy who's in the movie Thor. Oh, Tom tell me, tell, so, tell me about this. Have we got time? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, what time is it on your watch? Uh, it is... <sighs> Sorry, that should be a lot quicker. The watch stopped working two days ago. <laughs> so you kept wearing it anyway. the colour of it, so I'm still wearing it. You've exposed me, Will. Uh, 120 on my iPhone 5S. No okay, big deal. Cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. We've got cool. five minutes. We can talk yeah, about this. Yeah, so um, as part of my new job, because I still do a bit of stuff on the project and I do the B-League on Fox Sports. Now I'm plugging stuff. No, it's good. Uh, that's what you should do. at the B-League on Twitter. It's a football comedy thing. Um, I, my new job is on Wake Up, which is the new Channel 10 breakfast show. Yep. Um, and I do various bits and pieces. I'm called a. And that's how you reporter. say it, right? Wake up. Yes. Yeah. 
I heard someone on the news the other day because unfortunately they were one of the people. Well, not unfortunately, just that's what happens with news shows. Some people go in, people go out. Yeah. Uh, but a very very talented person who I won't say their name because mm. there's enough in the. But anyway, someone that I think is very very funny and very very excellent who has since been murdered. Who has since been murdered. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she didn't actually leave the show. I murdered her first because I'm such a big fan of hers. <laughs> there was a love interest thing first. Let's not go into it. Uh, it'll be a great episode. You'll see it on Channel 10, coming soon. <laughs> um, so, But in the news, I heard someone refer to it as, wake up. Oh. Yeah, and I was like. Well, it's interesting you say that because when I interviewed Will Ferrell the other day yeah. with the, the Anchorman 2 guys, yeah. he, he was very interested in how you say the name and he wanted to know, like, you know, is there an exclamation mark? Is it all in capitals? And so throughout the interview, they, Wake would, up! Yeah, they would randomly give it right. a bit of that, which was great because we just turned that into a promo. Thanks I bet. Very much. But Isn't the, he Will Ferrell, though? Wasn't oh, there, yeah. Wasn't there some sort of controversy about I that? I heard about or that. Or controversy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. Um, okay. So, uh, Tom Hiddleston plays Loki in mm. Thor. And it's actually... Uh, Tom Huddleston <laughs> to Om um, and I interviewed him and what I like to do in the interviews on this show Wake Up is have what I've been calling a magnificent moment yeah, it's, well, a, it's a, a clever branding. word play on, on my surname this is, this is one place you don't have to apologise <laughs> for plays on yeah. your name <laughs> yeah I noticed you went for a high five when I said that thank you um, and so it's basically just something in the interview that people who aren't, may not be a fan of that person or that band or whoever we're interviewing can then look for. Just right. something, you know, a bit of a point of interest. Like Jeff Hook's hook. Yeah, that'll do it. Something like that. So, Do you know what that means? Nah, I'll no. just go with it. But yep. the word hook is is quite fitting right. because, yeah. it's a There was a cartoonist called Jeff Hook. He was like a political cartoonist, like a day, daily newspaper right. cartoonist. Uh, but every day there was a little hook hidden in oh, his cartoon somewhere. This must so have been adults- 60s before I was around. Was that? <laughs> this is pretty old school. This was, well, you know what? Channel 10. Grandpa on Channel, your recliner. Channel 10 said that we need something for the older demo as well. We don't want to ignore them. I said, I've got some excellent <laughs> Jeff Hook material. <laughs> um, so, in the interview, uh, the the magnificent moment for this one with Tom Hiddleston was <laughs> that I was going to get cramp, right? So, we're oh, sitting yeah. as close okay. as you and I are now, and at some point in the interview, I had to get cramp, which I did. Yeah. And look, he was a lovely guy, and he was genuinely concerned for me. And it, look, which it made is it, nice. It made it quite funny right. and awkward, but that's what we were going yeah. for. So, look, it was just something in the interview. But the other thing we did in there, and this is the thing that kind also, of... Also, let's be honest... Like, this is a guy who's just made his fortune and reputation and is travelling the world plugging, a character where he plays Loki, yep. who is a character that plays pranks and uses deception very nice. at the very heart of that character. Yes, so if only I had you to defend myself against his <laughs> PR people. I've had to get myself out of a lot of sticky situations, sir. <laughs> you have come in really handy. Um, but no, the, I've the, committed three murders already that I've had to dance my way out of. The real problem was... We showed him some fan fiction. Now, you'd yep. be familiar with fan fiction. You guys I have produce done a fan fiction shows. show. Yeah, and fan fiction is, is a great thing that, you know, I love people's passion for, you know, I'm a big fan of Conan O'Brien, for example. I don't draw erotic pictures of him, but mm. I'm a fan of him and I could understand yeah. people making fans. Being fans. For someone they love. Yeah, that's cool. But we showed him a couple that got progressively racier just to see, you know, right. how he felt about it. If he'd seen that stuff before, not, not to sort of put him in a bad position, just to see how he felt about it's it. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's funny. people love him. Yeah, it's funny, and he took it quite well. Yeah. Like he actually laughed at as the- much as you can in that. Yeah, situation. so the first one was him and Thor with no shirts on holding a cat. Oh, yeah. So he had a bit of a laugh, and he goes, "Oh, I, I don't remember that cat scene in the film." So yeah, I was like, nice. "That's fine." Well done, Hills. The second one was uh, uh, <laughs> Thor and Loki in uh, uh, in the shower. Right, so just their upper body, yeah. so saving money on water. Right. There's no no issue there. Yeah, right, fair and he he was a little bit. Taken aback, but not majorly. He was just like, right. oh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. Well, well people have their passions, that kind right. of thing. The third one, admittedly, we <laughs> probably could have backed out before the third one. The third one is essentially <laughs> both of them fucking in a bath. Oh, right. But you can't well, see yeah. everything. Right. right. No, no. No. And you didn't draw it, right? <laughs> I didn't draw it. And <laughs> Jeff Hook did it, right? There was a hook <laughs> in there. Anyway, he... You know, he reacted to that as anyone would. He hadn't seen it before. And look, he was fine. He was yep. a lovely guy and a great right. chat. And we, we got good stuff out of him. And we promoted the movie and blah, blah, blah. Right. You're but, having a bit of fun. But it ended up being... He's promoting like, a fucking Thor movie. Yeah. You're having a bit of fun. It ended up snowballing online and oh. having like 25,000 views, which is a lot for our little videos that we don't really promote or anything. We just put them on and see what happens. And... 320-something dislikes mm. <laughs> and about, I don't know, 70 likes. Right. Um, but all the comments, and there was, I think, around 100 comments were just about 
how it was the worst interview of all time, how I'm the biggest a-hole of all time, how dare I do that. And this was the thing that really struck me about the comments. Someone said, doesn't this idiot realize that fan art is for the fans and it's not supposed to be for public consumption? Now, I got that fan out from the internet. The internet! I got that fan out by Googling... Tom Heidelston fan art. It wasn't on the dark net. Exactly. You didn't need bitcoins. So, look, I feel bad. I feel bad for people who were offended by I it. I don't think you should feel bad about that. You just, that's just a fun moment on television. <laughs> the dude is an actor. Like, I mean, I think he handled it well. It didn't sound like he was, you know. He was great. He wasn't made fun of. You're not making fun of the fans. They made this thing and put it on the internet. In fact, people want to see well, like that sort of thing. Maybe I don't understand it properly, but I thought that they may have felt good about the fact that the person he they loved had seen something that they had worked on. They put all those hours into it. I thought that... You know, that he may have liked it, but no, the the fans don't feel like that. Well, the ones that wrote comments anyway. Wow. Can you imagine how disappointed people are going to be when they download this podcast, which I'm going to title Usher featuring Chris Brown. (laughs) 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 Lots of dislikes. Sam Mack, people can find you on the Twitters. Yes, at Mr. Sam Mack, uh, the B-League, at the B-League. And... um, yeah, just find me at some um, Tom Hiddleston fan fiction events coming up soon. I'll be the guy hiding in the corner. Um, I, I am uh, on a podcast called Battleship Pretension, which I think probably comes out this week. So you should go and check that out. It's fun. It's uh, their 350th uh, birthday celebration. And it was a really funny episode talking about comic books and comic book movies and all sorts of ridiculous stuff. So um, go and check that out. And yeah, Adelaide and uh, Melbourne and Brisbane, um, uh, buy some tickets to my show. It'd be really cool if you... I came along. Um, I, it's going to be good. It'll, it'll be good. I'm, I promise. Or I won't fly back. <laughs> oh, and check my new show on Channel 10. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.